Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
for the pioneer. For those who will go ahead.
Shalom, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's Tower. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Before I go ahead and begin with the Bible study tonight, I want to go ahead and praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Begin with a prayer, Lord Jesus, mighty Lord, mighty God. Oh, Lord, I ask you, Lord Jesus, that you will bless your people through this program, Lord. You will help your people to be set free, Lord, of these curses, Lord. Lord Jesus, that your word speaks about, Lord Jesus, that as they hear this program and they repent, Lord, they begin to be set free. In Jesus' name we ask, we pray. Yeshua name, Jehoshua name. Mighty Lord, mighty God, help your people to be set free, Lord, from the curse, Lord Jesus, from the curses, Lord Jesus, that are about around about the earth, Lord Jesus, in Jesus' name. Well, this is part six of the, of the generational slash family curses, part six. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, last time we, we finished, we were in the book of Job, in the book of Job, and I think there's so much information there. In regard to the curses, because um, Joel says that, hallelujah, uh, the curse had come upon his life. And we know that it was God that allowed the testing on Joel's life, but he talks about the curses. There must have been open door to the curses, brothers and sisters. And so thank you, Jesus. We are talking about the curses, and we are pointing out, hallelujah, that these curses are real. And uh, if you don't repent them, the devil will use them against your life, your family life. And so you have to take them serious. you got to take repentance of these curses very serious because they will come upon your life through disobedience and sin, idolatry, fornication, and so, so, so much more. Praise you, Jesus. Because idolatry in regard to the curses are, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Adultery in regard to the curses are idolatry and witchcraft. The Word of God teaches us, and we are going to get to that. That is a new in the New Testament. But before we get there, we got to cover from Genesis and on all the books of the Word of, of the Word of God, so we can explain them and, and teach people the importance of repentance and repenting according to the will of God, according, Hallelujah to what you're going through in your life, according to what the Bible teaches us, brothers and sisters, that's why the, James teaches that if we ask of anything according to his will, he will grant it to us, he will give it to us. And so praying according to the word of God is praying according to the will of God. And that will help you so much to be set free from the power of the evil and breaking these curses by, by breaking these curses of your life, of your generational life, will help you to keep the devil away from your life and your generational life, and, and, and will help you to enjoy the Christian life, to be set free, whom the Son set free, John 8, 36, it is free indeed. But John 8, 32 says, hallelujah, thou shalt know the true, and the true will set you free. So it is so important that you confess these curses and you break them, through fasting and prayer, so the Lord will set you free, hallelujah, from the power of these curses, because they are real, they happen, the joke, the bondage of these curses, they happen and they are real. This is what Joel says in Joel 1.5 in regard to his sons and daughter, and it was so that when the day of their feasting were ended, Joel sent to sanctify them and rose early in the morning and offered burnt offering according to the number of them all, 
For Job said, it, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their heart. Thus, they joke continuously. Well, why would Job was so afraid that they had cursed God in their heart? Because when you sin, when you get into disobedience and this curse come upon you, as the Word of God says in Deuteronomy 28, through disobedience to the breaking of the commitment, uh, then your life becomes so miserable and so hard and so difficult that you may end up cursing God in your heart. You may end up walking away from God, thinking that there's something out, something better out there than God, and that's not, it's not true. Jesus Christ is the only way. God our Father is the only way. Hallelujah. Jesus is the only way to salvation to the Father. No one comes to the Father, John. John 14, 6, hallelujah, he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. So we might, we got to make it clear. The salvation can only be obtained through Jesus Christ, not through Muhammad, through Buddha, through Islam. You cannot be saved through Islam. You cannot be saved through any other religion than through knowing Jesus Christ or receiving Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. He is the only way, the only true, and the only life, brothers and sisters. So we have to be very clear in regard to that. Joel one eleven. This is when... Uh, Satan asked to tend Job, praise the Lord, and, and God said, but put forth thy hand, or, or Satan actually uh, tempting God said, but put forth thy hand now, and touch all that he had, and he will curse thee in thy face. This is what the devil seeks to, to have God's people do. Curse God in his face, but if you remain faithful through the temptation, hallelujah, no temptation will overcome you. More than what you can handle, God will deliver you from the temptation, the Word of God teaches us. So when you get into disobedience, remember to begin to repent the disobedience, the curse, the witchcraft, the sorcery, and the idolatry that comes through that, through sin. You see, one thing leads to many other things. When young people get into fornication, that is also becomes to be idolatry and witchcraft and so much. So they may repent the the the. The fornication, but the curse of idolatry, you know, that is already coming against their life, brothers and sisters. This is why these teachings are so, so important in these last days, because they will hold people to be free, be free from the curses, the bondage of the devil. Because the devil wants people to sin, so he can bondage them through, through these curses that are already spoken in the Word of God. Joel 2, 5, but put forth thy hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee. To thy face, see, the devil wants everyone to curse God to his face. Because God is around us. God is close to us. He will, I will be with you, Jesus said to his disciples, all the day of thy life. So he will be around us. And the devil knows it because the devil in the spirit can see, can see the Lord walking on the earth helping people. And he wants people to curse God and they'll be doing that in his face when he's around them, helping them, brothers and sisters. Joel 2.9. Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thy integrity? Curse God and die. Brothers and sisters, I'm just briefly going over these. Hallelujah. When the woman, the wife, became under the curse, he immediately wanted Job also to curse God. Praise the Lord. That is the desire under the oppression of the curse that people will have. And that's what she had. Job 3 1. And Job, uh, Job opened up his mouth and cursed his day, the day he was born. Joe three eight. Let them uh, uh, let them curse it. Uh, curse the day who are ready to rise up in the morning. But the word of God teaches us to bless it, not to curse. Jesus said, "Thought this 
This is very important. Job curse in in this Hallelujah could also the devil use against him because if you curse, the devil will use it against you. He will accuse you. Remember general, uh, Revelation 12. Satan is the accuser of the brother, and he accuses them day and night. He accuses you and I day and night. Remember that. Remember, so that's why you got to stay away from the curse or, or getting into disobedience. You have to repent disobedience. You have to repent curses because the devil is going to accuse you and use it against you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, to enslave you. Hallelujah, because the devil wants to enslave everybody. Praise the Lord. But you be wise and repent. That's why repenting is being taught in the Bible so much because God wants us to repent, brothers and sisters, so we don't fall under the curses. Because if you don't repent, you you will fall under the curses. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Job 5, 3. I have seen the foolish taking root, but suddenly I curse his habitation, said Job. Brothers and sisters, under the curse, you're going to curse. It's going to follow you. Uh, Job 24, 18. He has swept us the water, their portion is cursed on the earth. He beholdeth not away the vineyard. They're talking about the wicked. Job 31, 30. Neither I have suffered my mouth to sin. By wishing a curse to his soul. He did not wish curse to his soul. So Job began to realize the seriousness of the curses. Uh, Psalm 37, 22. But such are the blessed by him. So he inherit the earth, but they are cursed by him. Shall be cut off. Don't curse. Don't curse. Because if you curse, it may come back to you, brothers and sisters. Very serious. That's why God told Avelin not to curse Israel as Valak, the king, was asking him. Because that curse was going to come up on his own life. And he was going to die. And so it's serious. Very serious. Curses are very serious. A lot of people like to curse, but it comes back to them. Brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And, and, and then Job 30, 31, 30, it teaches you that even the soul can be cursed. And that is very sad. The devil is always seeking to curse people in their soul so he can stay on the earth with him and end up in, in the pit of hell. I believe one of the ways the devil have people curse their own soul is when they uh, they take money and sell their soul to the devil. That's another way of of cursing them, their own soul to to the hell, brothers and sisters. That's one way that I'm thinking about that they may do it. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. But the uh, Psalm 37, 22 says, "For such are the are blessed by Him shall inherit the earth, but they that are cursed by Him shall be cut off." Praise you, Lord. God don't want us to, to and we went through Proverbs, and, and I'm going to go ahead and, and jump into Isaiah, because we, we left that in Isaiah, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus, because it's just so important that we understand the, the meaning of these curses and why they are all over the Word of God. And it's to teach us to repent them and be freed of them, because Jesus uh, came to set us free. From the curse of the law when he died on the cross. Very important. So we can repent them. If you're not repenting, you may be under the curse. And you you may know specifically what I'm talking about. Because a lot of people are saying, oh, why is he teaching about this? Why is he saying that? But if you're not under the curse, you, you may not understand what I'm talking about. You probably received the Lord when you, you were very young and you've been repenting all your life. So you're not under the curse. You don't know that the... the 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 evil that the curse bring on people's life, but the people that got themselves into drugs, alcohol, and many other things before we, they came to Christ, they that they they were cursed. Their life was cursed. It was so miserable, so difficult. And now they have come to the Lord. They need to confess the curse. They need to break into fasting and prayer. They are the one that understand the suffering that these curses have brought upon their life. 
and they would like to be set free in family, entire family that are under uh, this generational curse because it can go from one family to another until someone repent them. Infirmity, sickness can be generational. Doctor will tell you because they follow through the curse also. And you will find out that as you repent these curses and you then claim healing for any sickness in your family and your life, people will begin to heal and they will begin to go away. We want that, brothers and sisters. We want the curses to go away. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Isaiah 43:28. Therefore I have profaned princes and of the sanctuary. I have given Jacob to the curse and Israel to the reproach. This is God speaking there because they guided themselves in disobedience. God said he had Jacob to the curse. You see, they were God elected, chosen people, and God has given them to the curse because of their disobedience. Brothers and sisters, that's what it brings. It will bring you under the curse. And answer to a reproach. That is so sad, brothers and sisters. Isaiah 65, 15. And you shall leave your name for a curse unto my chosen. For the Lord God shall slain thee and call his servant by another name. There you go. <laughs> Even the people that are called that their name is cursed, God will change our name. That makes sense that God in heaven will change our name. Will give us a new name because see the first name were under curse under disobedience at one time and it was being cursed. Well, once we out of this earth, we get a new name, brothers and sisters, and that will not be related with the curse anymore because even our name is related to the curse. I didn't even know this, but it's in the Word of God. I'm going to read it again. Isaiah 65:15, and you should leave your name for a curse unto my chosen, for the Lord God shall. Slay thee and call his servant by another name. Another name. We, we, we will have another name for sure. Jeremiah 11, 3. And say thou unto them, Thou said the Lord God of Israel, Cursed be the man that obeyeth now the word of this covenant. Brothers and sisters, very, very clear. God makes a covenant. He made a covenant throughout the Christ on the cross. Brothers and sisters. But if we don't keep it, if we, if Jesus says, if you love and you'll keep my commandment, if we don't keep the commandment, we can also fall under the curses. And it's not the will of God, brothers and sisters, for us to fall under the curse. Hallelujah. God wants us to be under his blessing, not under the curse. Jeremiah 17, 5. Thus said the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusted in men and make a flesh his arm, whose heart departed from the Lord. You see, when a heart, when the person departs from the Lord, they come under the curse, brothers and sisters. That's when they t they be wicked. Hallelujah. They be evil, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. But he says, the curses uh, be the man that trusted in men that keep his flesh's arm. His flesh arm, talking about weapons made by hand, flesh by man. The trust and the weapon made by men and the army that have their, their weapons and nuclear weapons and all that. It's in the word of God. Again, Jeremiah 17, 5. Thus said the Lord, curse be the man that trusts in man that maketh flesh his arm. Brothers and sisters, flesh, uh, we, with these arms that you and I have, we make arms, weapons. But if you put your trust on the, on the weapon, on the protection of the U.S. Army or any other army, and not on the Lord, your God, your heart, the Bible says, will depart from the Lord. Because now you're not trusting on the Lord. You're making on the weapon made by the arm of man. Fleshly weapon. Or made by man. Brothers and sisters, in another word, with wisdom. 
So please be careful that you trust the Lord to protect and defend you, that you give your life to Jesus and you trust the Lord to protect your family, not the U.S. Army or any other army. I am telling you, this is very, very important that you understand this because we are in the last day and we need to trust the Lord above all and not to put a trust on man, brothers and sisters. Very important. Jeremiah 20:14. Cursed be the day where I was born. Let no other day where my mother bore me bless. This is Jeremiah under his suffering and pain, brothers and sisters. Jeremiah 24:9. I will deliver them to be removed into all the kingdom and all the earth of their herd, to be reproached and, re and, re and proper, taunt and curse in all places where I should driven them. This is so sad because they got in themselves in too much disobedience in God's people. And God was going to drive them where they're going to end up learning about these curses or becoming under the curses. Because that's what disobedience will lead you to, brothers and sisters. That's why we need to repent every day and stay away from disobedience. And if you sin by mistake or any other way, you immediately will repent and come under the blood of Jesus. You want to be under the blood of the Lord. Your family and your household wanted to be under the blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary because that will keep you under the blessing. As you break the curse, you become even more under the blood, protected all the time under the blood as you repent all the curses, and your family will become to be blessed and blessed. Hallelujah. And, and the Bible says that the, the root of the, of the just will be blessed forever. You want to be blessed forever. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 25, 18. To with Jerusalem and the city of Judah, the king thereof and the prince thereof, to make them a desolation and astonishment of hazing and curse as in the day. Why would they be a curse? Because they will be under disobedience. Disobedience will always lead you under the curse. When Adam and Eve disobeyed in the garden, their life immediately will lead under the curse. For their, for your, for what he did, God told um. Adam and Eve, for what he did, the earth was going to be cursed because of what his, his disobedience. Praise your Lord. Jeremiah 26, 6. Then I will make the houses like Shiloh, and I will make the city a curse to all the nations of the earth. There you go. There you go, brothers and sisters. Praise your God. Disobedience will lead you, lead you to curse. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 18. And I will persecute them with a sword and with a famine. And with the pestilence, and with them to be removed to all the kingdom of the earth, to be a curse and a punishment, a hissing and a reproach among all the nations, whether I had driven them. Why, brothers and sisters? Because of the disobedience. There is always consequence to disobedience. It mostly is to become your life to become under the curse. And it's not the will of God that we come under the curse, but under His blessing. Under his protection, brothers and sisters, because when you are under the blood of Jesus, the blood of Yeshua, the blood of Jehoshua, you are under God's protection. He is our Messiah. He is our protector. He is our deliverer, and he is our Savior. We want to be under his blood, brothers and sisters, no one else and nothing else. We don't want to be trusting a man for our protection, but the Lord Jesus, and he will not fail us when we trust in him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jeremiah twenty nine twenty two, and I'm then shall be taken of curses by all the captivity of Judah who are in Babylon, saying the Lord made thee like Zedekiah and like Ahath, whom the king of Babylon roasted in the fire. You see, 
why did some of them end up uh, being thrown into the fire was because they went into disobedience. They broke a commitment, and they also refused to repent because God sent the prophet constantly to them, repent, repent. Jeremiah went to them several times and all these other prophets, repent, repent, but they refused to repent. Refusing to repent, brothers and sisters, is a serious matter. Hearkening uh, uh, your heart like stone, refusing to repent, is a serious sin before God. And that, hallelujah, will keep your life under the curse if you refuse to repent. So this is very serious. And this, this is what happened to Israel in several, several of these generations of Israel. Jeremiah 42, 18, For thou say the Lord of hosts, God of Israel, as mine anger and my fury has been poured upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so shall my fury be poured upon, poured upon uh, you when ye shall enter into Egypt, and ye shall be an assecration, an astonishment, and a curse, and a reproach, and ye shall see the place no more. Oh, brothers and sisters, disobedient, hallelujah, breaking God's commandment will overleave into curses. Jeremiah 44, and they ye provoke me into wrath with the work of your hand. What they did, they sacrificed the children to the other God. They they went and, and prayed and, and worshiped other God. They set God in the higher places that belongs to the Lord. Oh, they, they did so much evil, so much wickedness. And God said that they provoke him to wrath, to anger. They provoke him to anger. Burning incense unto other gods in the land of Egypt where the ye had gone to dwell, the ye might cut your soul off, that ye may be accursed and a reproach among all the nations of the earth. Oh, this is so sad. That is so sad as they falling in disobedience, they falling under the curse. And and the curse, what does the curse bring? Because a lot of people might be wondering. The curse bring lack of everything. You've seen that, in, let's say in Africa, and there's so many parts of Africa where they worship other gods and all that, idols and all that, the Indians and all that. And it also happened in South America, Central America, all around the world where they worship other gods many years ago. Well, all that brought curses to them. They lost all the gold, all the silver, all the diamond, everything they had, they lost. Look at Cuba. For over 40 years under the curse of, uh, hallelujah, Fidel Castro. Curses will bring you under, under uh, evil leadership. And that's why in America they have Barack Obama now. They have, they've been under the curse since 2008. Under the curse and look all the lack of things that the U.S. is, is, is running out. They're running out. Companies have been moving out to other countries. Brothers and sisters, under the curse, you begin to lose the blessing. And it's out of control. It just gets out of control. You don't want to be under the curse. You do not want to be under disobedience. Because you'll lose everything God already given to you. All the blessing, all the provision of God to your life, to your family. So you have enough food, you have enough of everything. And you immediately under the curse begin to lose them. That's the example God gave us from by the nation of Israel in the book of Joshua. They were blessed, but when they got into disobedience, they became under curse. They began to lose all God's prosperity to their own life. And that's an example to us today, brothers and sisters. That's why these cursed men must need to be repented. We need to repent them. Because the, the devil takes advantage of the people through the curses. And that's what we don't want. So we repent them. We repent these curses. The more we can every day and we stay away from them and we come under the blessing as we repent the curses 
and these curses have become generational because for hundreds and thousands of years, our generation of line back to Adam and Eve have been falling into idol worshiping, worshiping under God, and they came under the curses, and the devil uses that to accuse us, Revelation 12. Very important, brothers and sisters, you understand these things, and you begin to repent them, so you get your life from under the, the accusation of the devil, who uses them to accuse you and come against your life financially, marriage, uh, oh man, the unity and the family. He uses all these curses to all that because uh, I, I was sharing about this back in 2013. And there was a family who was so divided. There was so much problem. And they were Christian, but there, was, there were curses there. Generational line curses. And they began to repent them. And, and my goodness, how the family, different families just came together like never before after they began to fast and break these curses, immediately those divisions, those arguments just went away. They just went away. The family was like, wow. And they began to communicate. They began to spend time together, which they never done before. It was so amazing. They contacted me, sharing with me what happened to the family. And I was so happy and so excited. That's why I believe this is one of the reasons why the Lord has been speaking to me for months to bring this teaching about these curses, and I, I've been hesitant. I've been busy with this and that and that, and really not listening to the Lord. And I tell the brothers and sisters, I repent for not listening to the Lord, because He knows the need. He knows what people need, brothers and sisters. And now we're teaching about this. This is part six of the curses. Praise the Lord, and we will continue. I promise we will continue as long as it takes. I don't know how many days and weeks it will take, but it, as long as it takes, we will continue. We're giving a lot of information here. Please take heed to God's word. If you want to go back and read them, that's why I'm reading the chapter and the verse so you can remember that I'm in. And re-listen to these teachings. Just go back, listen to it again. And as you listen, repent. And watch how these things just begin to come up from of your life. Because you're not going to remember all this information. So you're better off playing it back. Download these information to your iPod, your, your cell phones. Just download them. You can click on, on Block Talk Radio. They're free. We offer them free. Download them to your computer, your iPad, your iPhone. Listen to them again because I'm reading to you the Word of God and I'm explaining the Word. And, and begin to repent these curses. And they will come off your life and you will begin to enjoy a freedom in your life you never had before. You always wanted, but you never had. In your own family, stand in the gap for your family line, your generational line. Back to underneath first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh generation. Back to underneath. Lord, I repent all sin, all generation accursed from my mother's side, my father's side, Lord Jesus, body, soul, and spirit. Back to underneath from first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, sixth, seventh generation. Back to underneath. I repent, Holy Jesus. I take full responsibility for those generations, for those curses, Lord Jesus. My generational lie, Lord Jesus. I witchcraft, I sorcery, black man, you Lord Jesus. Adultery, fornication, Lord Jesus. All our divination, Lord Jesus, separation, argument, Lord Jesus. All these curses I repent, Lord Jesus. I'm sorry, Holy Lord Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, Holy Lord Jesus Christ. Please forgive me. I take full responsibility, Lord. I'm so sorry, Lord Jesus. Please forgive me in Jesus' name. Help those, Lord, that would also repent to be set free. You came to set the captive free, Lord Jesus. Set our generational life free, our life free in Jesus' name. So we have the freedom to serve you, Lord Jesus. And Jesus, and as you do this prayer, my goodness, confess a curse, whatever curse, whatever argument, whatever it is, in your family, and you will enjoy the freedom in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. Jeremiah 44, 
Hallelujah. 48, I'm sorry, 10. Cursed be he that does not the work of the... I'm sorry. Cursed be he that does the work of the Lord deceitfully. And cursed be he that keepeth back his sword from blood. Hallelujah. Now, listen to this. Cursed be he that does... People that deceive other people. Brothers and sisters, they, they get cursed. If they teach against the righteous, they're being cursed themselves. They're cursing themselves with their own tongue. Cursed be he that, not, that does not the work of uh, that does the work of the Lord deceitfully, preaching this gospel deceitfully. You, the person is cursing themselves, cursing their life, brothers and sisters. They come under the curse also. So that's why we need to state what the Word of God, what the Word of God teaches. Hallelujah! But the truth information out of the Word. Praise you, Jesus. Jeremiah forty nine thirteen. For I have sworn by myself, says the Lord, that Moshra shall become a desolation, reproach, wasted, and cursed, and all the city thereof shall be perpetual waste. You see curses that God has already spoken about nations that today are desolated, have disappeared, brothers and sisters. That is that is so sad. Lamentation three sixty five give them sorrow of our they curse on, and, and they thy curse unto them. Uh, pray Jeremiah for those nations that raise against them, brothers and sisters. Daniel nine eleven. Ye, O Israel, have trespassed the Lord even by departing, that they may not obey the voice thereof, the curse that is brought upon us, and the oath that is written in the Lord of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. There you go. That's why the curse was upon the, the, the Jewish people who were in Babylon in the times of Daniel. They were enslaved to the house of uh, Nebuchadnezzar, brothers and sisters, and they had lost everything they had in the temple. They had taken, been taken, taken to Babylon. And their life was so hard, so miserable. We see how they were, they were made to vow to all their God. Knowing that God, Jehovah God, was their God. Yahweh Elohim has been the only God they served since Abraham, the Almighty, as Abraham knew him. Now they were worshiping other God, and the disobedient under the curse, they will be made to worship other God. And there might be people like that today also, being made to worship other God. It is so sad, but that's part of the curse and the disobedience. Zechariah 5.3 Then said he unto me, This is the curse that goes forward, even the face of the whole earth, for everyone who steals should be cut off, off in the sight according to the eight, and everyone who sweareth should be cut off as now the other side according to it. There you go. Swearing, swearing. A lot of people swear, and they don't know the consequence of swearing an evil word to other people. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Everyone who steals should be cut off. And, and in the other side according to it, and everyone who sweareth should be cut off. Swearing, be careful with swearing evil word. Some people say bad word. It's evil word that you're swearing. That will bring you. Excuse me, under the curse. People did this when they were under the curse. As a Christian, you should not swear. Make sure you stay away from any swearing. Because this is very, very important. Zechariah 8.13 And it shall come to pass that ye work a curse among the heathen, a house of Judah, a house of Israel, so I will save you, and ye shall be a blessing. Fear not, but let your hand be strong. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. They were accursed, says the Lord, among the heathen. Praise the Lord. How has Judah had of Israel? So I will save you. Praise the Lord. At this time, the nations that are, don't know Yeshua, the Orthodox Jews, 
they bring curses over the people today, brothers and sisters. Although they will be saved, God said, I will save you, and you should be a blessing. But in the, in the false teaching, that even teaching of the devil, are a curse, brother, to the nation, to the people. And you need to discern what is a curse and what is a blessing under obedience. And I, and I don't want to speak anything bad about Israel or Jacob because, hallelujah, <clears throat> they are God's people. They are God's chosen people from the beginning. And I'm part of them. I'm part of their blood. I'm part of the linear, the bloodline, brothers and sisters. Malachi 1.14, Be cursed, by curse be the, the deceiver who had a flock, a male, who bow and sacrifice unto the Lord, corrupting, for I will, I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name is Dreadful among the heathen. Hallelujah. Dreadful. Praise the Lord. They, they, they might not like it among the heathen. Praise the Lord. But he is, for I'm a great king, the Lord said. He is the king of kings and Lord of lords. And don't use the name of the Lord in vain. Again, I, I share this because the curse, hallelujah, the, the evil, using the name of the Lord in vain, what God said, bring those people outside and kill them, stone them, so they will not cont contaminate other people. Malachi 2.2. 2. And ye will not hear, or ye will not lay unto heart to give glory unto my name, said the Lord of hosts. I will... Even saying a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessing. Yea, I have a curse them already, because ye did not lead it to heart. There you go. You see that? He says, Hallelujah. And ye will not hear, or ye will not lay unto heart to give glory unto my name. To use in the name of the Lord in vain is not giving glory to his name. And I will even curse upon you. So the Lord saying that he will curse the people who will not use his name. Brothers and sisters, according how God wants us to use them for His glory and to glorify Him. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Said the Lord, I will say and curse upon you and I will curse your blessing. You may be blessing. You use the name of the Lord in vain. It brings a curse upon your life. Be careful. I, I, I keep saying this, but it is for people to realize how serious this is because I hear a lot of Christians using the name of the Lord in vain and we should not. Lord, I'm sorry. For using your name in vain, I repent of that sin and that curse and my generation line. Through my father, my mother, side, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, sixth generation. Back to the night, Lord Jesus, I repent. I'm sorry, Lord Jesus. I repent, Holy Jesus. I repent, Holy Lord, Holy God, in Jesus' name. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me forever using your name in vain, Lord Jesus. Mighty Lord, mighty God, I thank you, Jesus. It's very important. We don't use the name of the Lord in vain. Thank you, Jesus. We restrain from using the name of the Lord in vain. The name of the Lord is holy. It's a holy name. It must be respected and separated from everything else. In other words, Malachi 3.9. And ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now, Malachi 3.9, he began talking about the tithes and offering. Now, this is serious. Because there's even Christian, there's even churches stealing the tithes and offering from God. And I, I want to take you to Malachi 3. Brothers and sisters, praise you, Lord, because I have read this before in, in another Bible study, and I have shared the information with the people. In order for you to understand Malachi uh, 310, the storehouse, the blessing, the Tyson offering, you need to understand what went about from the beginning, what that the priests and the people did, that God said, ye have robbed me and ye are cursed. 
why they become under the curse? Because a lot of people might be doing that today. They don't even realize Christian and non-Christian. Praise the Lord. So I, I want to explain this, and I want people to take heed to God's word. Malachi 3 ones. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. Talking about John the Baptist. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, which ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, says the Lord of hosts. But who may abide in the day of his coming? And he shall stand when he appear, for he is like a refiner of fire and like a, a fuller of soap. Now, refiner of fire and, super, and fuller of soap, that's what Jesus is doing with the bride of Christ. Cleansing us, preparing us for the rancher for his coming. So, when he comes, he preparing us. He preparing us for his coming. In other words, thank you, Jesus. He came once, he left, but now he's preparing us for his second coming, the rapture, brothers and sisters. Which is rapture is not the second coming. It's a cut up in the year, meeting the Lord in the year. The second coming comes afterward, at the end of the tribulation. And the bride of Christ is not going to stay for the tribulation. I want to make that clear. We we are going home in the departure, the departure first, before before the Son of Man is revealed. The son of perdition, the devil, the son of the devil, just to make it clear. Verse 3, and he should set us a refiner, purify our silver, and he should purify the sons of Levi, purge them as gold and silver, that they may be offered unto the Lord, offering in righteousness. God, talk, that God, talking about the second coming of Jesus, where the sons of Levi, the tribe, will be prepared for that time. Twelve thousands out of each tribe he will take, in the book of Revelation, chapter 6 and 7 and 9, Talks about all that. 12,000 out of each tribe. The 144,000 people talks about them all the time. Thank you, Jesus. Those are what he's referring to. Verse 4. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord as the day of old in the former years. Thank you, Jesus. In the former years. So in the present, they're not that way. But, but in the last, they will become like the times of old when they obey God and were obedient. Amen. And I will come near, verse 5, and I will come near in, 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 unto you in judgment, and I will sweep witness against the sorcerer, against the adulterers, against those who swear falsely, there you go, and against those who oppress the hireling and the wages, the widow and the fatherless, there you go, the widow and the fatherless, because this is exactly what the churches are not doing, supporting the widow and the fatherless, okay? That's what now they're doing, that's why... Uh, uh, hallelujah. Malachi 3, 5 is prophetic. It's happening today. I'm going to read it again. I want you to pay close attention to this. I will come near to you in judgment. I will be a sweet witness against a sorcerer, sorcery, which is happening a lot today, against adulterer and the churches that got these sins. Against those who swear falsely, this happens in the churches. Against those who oppress their hireling and wages, happening today. The widow and the father, those who turn aside the stranger from his right and fear not me, says the Lord of hosts. There you go. Now, verse 6. For I am the Lord, and I change not. Change not. Therefore, ye son of Jacob are not consumed. Because he promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he will keep a descendant. So because the Lord changed not, he did not uh, consume them or destroy them. There's a reckoning kept by God. Thank you, Lord, for himself. Verse 7. Even from the day of thy father, ye have gone away from my ordinance, and have not kept them. Return unto me, 
And I will return unto you, said the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. But ye say, in what manner should we return? There you go. There you go. Listen careful now. Would a man rob God? Ye have robbed me. But ye say, when, when have we robbed thee? Entice an offering, the Lord is saying to them. Entice an offering. Ye are cursed for a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Thank you, Lord. They were not bringing the Tyson offering to the temple, to Jerusalem, as they used to, as God commanded them to bring the blessing to his house. Praise the Lord. Watch what God says now. Verse 10. But, ye all, but, but bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be me in my house. Food to eat, in other words. Praise the Lord. In my house, put me to the proof now, the hereby, says the Lord of hosts. And I will not open to, if not, if, if I will not open the windows of heaven and put out on you a blessing, that there should not be a room enough to receive it. We have an obligation to support the poor in Israel, brothers and sisters. We have an obligation. Because God says that there must be me, there must be support, there must be food. They must have. He's putting them first, brothers and sisters. Israel is first. The house of God is first. Now, you can anoint a temple and call it the house of God. But God doesn't dwell in a temple made by the hand of man. God's house is Jerusalem. God dwells in us, and God dwells in Jerusalem. Now, in regard to worship as a Messiah to the Samaritan woman, that not in not in Jerusalem or in that mount, but anywhere where people will be. I mean, we will be spread around the world, is what Jesus is prophesying. And from where we are, we can worship God, and God will receive the worship. But in regard to giving a Tyson offering, we need to send it to Jerusalem. We need to send it to Israel, brothers and sisters. This is very, very important. I can give you more proof in the Word of God, right from uh, uh, Deuteronomy. Hallelujah, numbers. This is a number. Uh, I, I I usually send it to people when they give Tyson offering, but I I want to I have brought a full Bible study in regard to this, and I will continue to bring a full Bible study in regard to the Tyson offering. Prove to you from the Old Testament to the New that the house of God refers to it, the house in Jerusalem. It's Jerusalem, and every time you bless them, you will be blessed. They are first. I will bless all that bless thee. I will curse all that curse thee. Praise the Lord. Praise you, God. That even when the Jewish people were scattered around the nation, hallelujah, their whole blessing was to come back to Jerusalem. Their whole blessing was to come back to Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. And God promised he would bring them back. But not empty hand. He always had blessed them when he brings them out. Right where they are. He blessed them in Asia and brought them out of Asia blessed. That's why they're blessed in Europe and anywhere, the Jewish people. Because that's what God promised. And God is not a man that he will lie. Thank you, Lord. Verse 11, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. He should not destroy the fruit of your ground, neither should your vine cast her fruit before the time of the field, says the Lord. See, there, there comes, when you get into the Word, you become biblically rooted in the Word, you begin to see the blessing come to your, comes your way, as Job and many others were blessed by God because of their faithfulness. Thank you, Lord. Now, verse 12. 
And all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightsome land, said the Lord of hosts. Yes, they will. That's the millennium. All nations will call them blessed, because we will see the full blessing of the Lord in this place, and the thousand-year reign with Christ. Brothers and sisters, we, we want to make it here to the thousand-year reign with Christ on the earth. It will be such a blessing. Praise the Lord to see the, the, the thousand year displaced that we are going to see the earth will be renewed again. The curse, listen careful. The prophet Isaiah said the curse will be lifted from the earth again. And then it will be abundance everywhere. And I at one time I was taken to the millennium to this family. And this young girl said that you want some fruit and like, okay. And she went to get an apple from the from the apple tree. And I knew that from where she got the apple the next day, there was another apple. She went back the same, the next day, and an apple was in the same place she took the apple from the day before. But that's the blessing. That's under the blessing. Abundance just keep coming from God. God will not fail to, to prosper you or bless you. Once you repent all these curses and you're breaking off your family and your generational line in your life, you begin, you, you will be blessed and you'll say, oh, wow, brother, we have some people have experience and I said, wow, this is incredible, Brother Elvie. And one and more teaching on this. Sorry that it took me over a year or two to bring these teaching, but it's all in God's timing, though. And I tell you, hearken to the word of the Lord. That's why I wanted to cover from Genesis to Revelation about these curses. So people will repent them, break them off the light of fasting and prayer, and will enjoy the Christian life that God meant for us to have, brothers and sisters. It is not for us to be every day under the curse. Bad things happening to us all the time. Because that's how a lot of Christians live. Bad things always happen to them when it's not should be so. That's the people that are under the curse, not under the blessing. And it's always a struggle. Yes, you got to break on daily and more. I've been breaking it for years. But i also seen the results of breaking these curses in my family line. How my family line is coming to the Lord. That's what's important. My uncles, my aunt. My cousins, hallelujah, they are just coming to the Lord. My nephew is coming to the Lord. And to me, that is amazing because now more than we're doing it before I began to re repent and break these curses, and now they are. I can see the blessing of these curses in my own family. And, and, and freely you receive, freely you give, your word of God says. So I'm giving for free what I receive for free. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We are supporting the poor in Israel and Africa, so I want to encourage you to support the Lord Tower. Go to www.thelordtower.com. There's a PayPal or PO Boss address. Support us, and you will be blessed. I am praying daily, day and night, for those that are supporting our ministry. And I know the Lord will bless them spiritually, hallelujah, materially. He will provide. He will multiply what they have. So please continue to support us because the Lord will continue to bless your life abundantly. Amen. Verse, uh, thank you, Jesus. Uh, uh, Malachi 3.12. Now, in all the nations that call you blessings, you should be a delightsome land, says the Lord of hosts. Your word have been defiant against me, says the Lord of hosts. Yet ye say, where have we have spoken so much against thee? Ye have said in vain to serve God. And what profit it is that we kept his ordinance that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts. So now we uh so now we call the proud happy. Yea, they walk wickedness are set out, yea, they tend God even even deliver. 
That is so sad when people deliver a sin. That's what God saying. Don't do that. Verse 16. Then those who fear the Lord spoke often one to another. And the Lord hearkened and heard it. In a, in a book of remembrance was written before him. For those who fear the Lord who thought upon his name. Listen to this. Because a lot of people say, oh, there's a book of remembrance for everyone. Huh. Let me tell you this. The book of remembrance is only to those that are that are obedient to the excuse me that are obedient to the Lord. And if you don't believe me, I'm gonna read it again to you. Malachi three sixteen. Then those who feareth the Lord spoke often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who who thought upon his name. There you go. It's only to the Christian, to the faithful, to those, hallelujah, who, who feareth the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You need to fear the Lord. Very important. Thank you, Jesus. 17. And they, and they should be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in the day when I make up my jewel. Jewel, jewelry he's going to give people. And I will spare them as a man spare his own son who serve him. Verse 18. Then should you return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serve God and him that serve him not. Discernment is very important. Thank you, Lord. We should have discernment. We should know who is of God and who is not of God. Brothers and sisters, it's very important that we should know who is of God and who is not of God, that we would have discernment, brothers and sisters. It is very important. Especially in this last day, we want to discern from God. And first of all, I heard someone talking about discernment. Yes, it is a gift. But I tell you, no gift will operate without Jesus. Very clear, I need to tell you this. You cannot have discernment if you don't have Jesus in your life. It will not work. If you're not obedient, if you're, if you're not keeping His commandment, if you're not walking under the fear of the Lord, your discernment will not work. Because that's what a lot of people are saying. I heard someone saying it. Hallelujah, like they can have the sermon without the Lord, and that is not true. You need to be under the presence of the Lord. Jesus is the one who is our discernment, who gives us discernment, who helps us to discern what is of God and what is not of God. Praise you, Lord. It has to be the Lord. I don't know what they get, these teaching and these misunderstandings. I heard someone talking about the sermon, and as they was talking about it, it was not biblical. It was not according to the word. And I said, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. All these teaching, if people teach things that are not in the Word, that are off the, from the Word of God, it will bring so much confusion on people's life. And we need to be careful. We that are leaders, that are in an example, that God has chosen us to preach His Word, that we don't mislead others. Brothers and sisters, oh, my goodness. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God have mercy. God have mercy. Malachi 4.6. He should turn the heart of the father to the children, the heart of the children to the father, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Again, God do not want to curse. But the disobedient, the sins of men, will always lead them to curse. Brothers and sisters, will always lead their life into curse. God the one has to be a curse, to be under the curse. The one has life to be a curse for anyone. Because we also can be a curse to other people. We don't want to be a curse to other people. We want to be a blessing. That's what we want to be. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Look what Jesus said in Matthew 5.44, now we're in the New Testament. But I said unto you, love your enemy, bless him that curses you, the good to them that hate you, and pray for them that dispersively use you as a per and persecute you. Now listen to this. In the Old Testament, people curse other people, and they came to pass. But in the New Testament, Messiah teaches us, Messiah Jesus, Rabbi Jesus teaches us, that he said unto us, love your enemy, but bless them that curse you. Because if you curse them, the curse will come upon their life. But you, we are nine, are not called to curse anyone. We are cursed to bless those that curse us. It's what we are called for. If you are blessed by God, you cannot be cursed. Once you repent all your curses and all your gener generational life curses and they are broken off your life, you will can only be blessed. You cannot be cursed. That's what the children of Israel were. When God killed their parents who were cursed for the disobedience, 3,000 of the earth ate, ate them, opened up and ate them, and other one as a serpent bit them, they die in the wilderness. None of them that came out of Egypt into the promised land, but they're only the sons and daughters, they were blessed by God. These are the one, the Balak, one of Balin, the prophet Balin, the curse. But God told them, no, they are blessed, the children, because they are the one coming into the promised land. The God of promises their father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that he will give unto them a land, brothers and sisters. So it's very important you understand that if you are blessed, you cannot be cursed. But if you got generational curse in your family line, break them, repent them, break them. Back to Adam and Eve. Through fasting and prayer. And once they're broken up, don't worry about it. If anyone curses you, bless them. Because they cannot curse you anymore. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your teaching. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Matthew 15, 4. For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and thy mother, and he that curses thy father and thy mother, let him die the death. Yes, that was so true in the Old Testament. Whoever cursed in the Old Testament, even the name of God was to put to death. If they cursed a the parent, they were to be put to death. Very serious. Curses, because curses are serious. Someone out of the Jewish people, out of God's people, curse someone, it's going to come to pass. But if they are blessed, no. But they can come to pass. And people that 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 are that are maybe get into themselves into disobedience, they can come under the curse very easy. Matthew twenty five forty one. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand. Listen to this. That's why disobedience is very serious. Matthew twenty five forty one. This is Rabbi Jesus teaching here. Not my teaching. His word. Listen to what he said. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand. Depart from me, ye curse. Into everlasting fire. Prepare for the devil and his angel. Who curse them? Why will they curse? A lot of people say, well, under the, old, under the New Testament, those that receive the Lord, or those that serve God, or those that are Christian cannot be cursed. If they get into this obedience, they will. Because now they are on the left. In other words, they're not on the right. And if you are on the right of Christ, you are in obedience. You are his servants. But if you are on the left, that means you have uh, backsliding, you backsliding into sin. You've been into sin, into disobedience. You're not repenting. If Jesus comes and you're not repenting, what happened? He says, 
Also to them that are on the left, depart from me, ye curse. They come under the curse. Take come. This is the Rabbi Jesus teaching. Read it carefully, because he said they were cursed. But a lot of people say they cannot be cursed. Yes, if they get into disobedience and sin, because that's the open door for the curses. That was the open door for Adam and Eve. Hallelujah, the disobedient. Understand what the Word of God teaches us. That's why I'm telling you, this is New Testament and Old Testament teaching. If you think it's all Old Testament, you're wrong. Because I can prove it to you in the New Testament. And I, be, I just began to prove it to you. Thank you, Lord. Matthew. Thank you, Lord. 26.74. Then he began to curse and to swear, saying, I know not this man. And immediately the cock crowed. Praise the Lord. Peter, under his disobedience, began to curse. Although Jesus told him to curse not, to bless, but not to curse. And the disobedient he did, he was backsliding, in other words. That's why he needed to repent. And he did repent and turn his way back to the Lord. Praise God for, for the opportunity to repent, the blessing of repenting. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mark eleven twenty one And Peter, calling to remembrance, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed, it is withered away. Why was Jesus showing them? When he cursed the fig tree was the power that is in the tongue. Dead and life is in the power of the tongue. If you curse anyone or anything, it's going to come to pass. Brothers and sisters, unless that person is blessed by God and cannot come on his life. It's under obedience, in other words. It cannot come on the person's life. But it can come on any other person who is under disobedience, a tree, anything. So, the fig tree without curses wither away, it die away. Because Jesus cursed us to show them, to teach them the power of dead and life and the power of the tongue. Thank you, Lord, for hallelujah. Mark fourteen seventy one. But ye began to curse and swear, saying, I know not this man who ye seek. That was Peter. That was so sad. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And again, Luke 6, 28. Bless them that curse you and pray for them that the Spirit will use you. People will use you, pray for them, the Bible says. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. John seven forty nine. But these people who knoweth not the law are cursed. They're cursed. They were under disobedience. They were not keeping God's commandment. In other words, thank you, Lord. Acts, uh, Acts 23, 12. And when he was the day certain of the Jew vanity together, and bound himself under a curse, saying, that they would neither eat nor drink until he had killed Paul. You see that? Even in the New Testament, people were coming under the curse of when they swear until they killed Paul. And Paul was a blessed man, an obedient man. So the curse could not come on Paul, it came on their own life. Praise the Lord that they were speaking. Twenty-three, fourteen. They came to the chief priest and the elder and said, this is Acts 23, 14. We have found ourselves under the great curse that we will eat not eat until we has slain Paul. That was, that was really bad, what they did. The decision they made, brothers and sisters, we are now entering the book of Rome that talks about a lot about curses, brothers and sisters, and blessing under Christ. I want to leave this for the next teaching, brothers and sisters. Why I want to leave this for the next teaching? Because this teaching is a law. It's a law, and I want this, this Roman uh, under the book of Romans, where we, we're going to begin about the curses and blessing, I want people to receive 
uh, all that the Word of God teaches us. And in the book of Roman New Testament, there is so much about the curses, which I'm going to go into with details, explanation, out of each verse. So you see that everything there is also related to the Old Testament and that there's, there's no difference. Brothers and sisters, I have many verses. I have several verses there in chapter. I may go explain the chapter so uh, people can, can uh, relate their life to, to what Paul talks to the Romans about. But the, the, the whole entire book of Romans talks about these things with so much abundance information that I don't want to go fast through this. I don't want to run through this. I want to come back here and focus now. Part 7 of the teaching will be, will, be, will be the last part. This will be the last part. Brothers and sisters, this will be the last part. Uh, part 7. Hallelujah. Uh, breaking, uh, how to break generational slash family curses. Part 7 will be the next part. This is part 6. I want to come back to this and teach people about the blessing, about the curse, the final teaching about the curse. Brothers and sisters, I do want to teach about the blessing, get out of the curse. But in part 7, what I'm going to do, I'm going to divide the teaching. It might take me, I don't know, more than an hour. And, and as I finish with the curse, enter into the blessing and share with people the blessing that we can receive from God if we are not under the curse, if we have repented and broken every single curse in Jesus' name. So it will be such a blessing to your life. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. Stay tuned for more teaching, more anointed teaching that will be a blessing to your life. Shalom. Praise the Lord, Prophet of the Lord. Praise the Lord, Pastor Joanne. Praise the Lord, my Lord, the Prophet. Uh, Pastor Joanne, the Lord has spoken. He has spoken with me. The Lord spoke with me this morning. This is a conversation that has just come from the throne room of the Lord Almighty. In that conversation, the Lord God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, the God of Israel, he has spoken with me about the coming of the Messiah. And in that conversation, the Lord has spoken about distress that is coming, and the Lord has spoken about a very severe disease that is going to visit the earth. There are diseases, incurable diseases that are coming to the earth. There are diseases, I see diseases coming to the earth. I see a severe form of skin disease. It looks more like leprosy coming to the earth is very, very scary because that disease is very infectious. 
the Lord already put me in that day. I already saw people running, grappling with that disease. Anyone touching that disease, gripping your hand, you are infected, and it grows like leprosy over your body, over anyone's body, over the bodies of the people of the earth that are infected. It was the most disturbing dream. I was very disturbed when I woke up because it looks very bad. It's very unsightly when I saw it. Again, I see a severe form of skin infection. I don't know whether it's a disease inside the body that manifests in the skin, but it looks more like a skin infection because I saw the manifestation on the skin. And over all the thigh growths, growths, growths like leprosy all over the body. And whosoever, when they scratch it, bleeds. And as it bleeds, then pass forms, passive flesh, passive flesh forms, begins to mold, to build up, to mold up on the back, then the backs of people, their legs, an infectious disease is coming to the earth, and it looks more like a prosy, it's a skin disease, and I see it grow on the bodies of people, those who are infected, and it is very infectious because whoever touches the door of a car with it, I saw people touching the doors of cars and they're getting infected, greeting by hand, they were infected. It was very, very infectious in this mighty conversation. So this disease is going to be extremely infectious and it's going to be most disturbing. It's very unsightly to look at. When the skin is infected, it's very unsightly, just like leprosy is, a little worse than leprosy, because the growth protrude up like they're growing over the body. It is absolutely crazy sight to look at. It's very disturbing. Well, upon the release of the fourth horseman, the Bible says in the book of Revelation, chapter 6, that one of the tools that would be in play, the instruments that would be in play at this time, would be diseases. And these are the events that wind down, they count down towards the coming of the Messiah. Because upon the breaking of the fifth seal, then you see the souls of those who have been persecuted for preaching Christ, for testifying Christ, for, 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 for worshipping, for evangelizing Christ. And that means at that time the church will be out of this place. Because for as long as the church is on the earth, she will always testify Christ, worship Christ, and evangelize Christ. And so, on this fourth seal, now you can see that diseases, very strange diseases, some of them are usual same diseases that have been known before, are coming back in the most incurable forms, most disturbing, unsightly forms. Prepare the way, turn to righteousness, and walk in holiness. Turn away from sexual sin, sexual lust. There is a lot of sexual lust in the church. The heedlessness. There is so much heedlessness, disobedience in the church of Christ today. 
they do not even know how the Lord speaks. Even when the Lord speaks, they cannot perceive the instruction therein. Because of the carnality, they use carnal, they, they are carnal beings, they are carnal persons, they are carnal minds to try to perceive the things of the Lord. The Lord is calling upon the nations of the earth and the Church of Christ to prepare for the coming, the glorious coming of the Messiah. And this, this is the hour to prepare. These are the signs. The Lord is using these signs that the church may know the time for the Messiah to take the church is nigh. The time is closed now. May those who have their spiritual ears open listen to the voice of the Lord. Shalom. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Welcome to the Lord's Hour, my brothers and sisters. Shalom, shalom. Hallelujah. We are at the last second before the trumpet sound. Hallelujah. We are so close to going home. Hallelujah. Welcome all to the Lord's Hour. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Hope everyone here is fine. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. God is so good and he is so wonderful. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to share what the Lord revealed to me this morning, which I know is going to encourage a lot of my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Uh, you will you will understand how close we are to going home. I, I was shocked this morning by the Lord and his revelation to my life. Hallelujah. And how close, hallelujah, we are to be going home. It is so, so close. Hallelujah. I thank each one of you. Hallelujah. Uh, praise Jesus. I apologize if it is. Hallelujah. I just hope everyone hear me fine. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. I said a little better or a little worse. So praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. I just hope it's good enough for me to share the testimony, the revelation the Lord gave me this morning, because the Lord is, he is such a wonderful God. And hallelujah, I want to go into the word of God before I, I, I share what I have to share so we can get a clear understanding of what the word of God says about this. And this is from, um, praise Jesus. I mean, this is, I believe it's from uh, Romans and um, praise Jesus, uh, Corinthians. This is First Corinthians 24. It says here in verse 24, and a race, all the runner runs, but only one gets the prize. You know that, don't don't you, says Paul? So run in a way that will get you the prize. All who takes part in the game train hard. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. So we are running in a race. Amen. Hallelujah. And in this race, we are running for a crown. Hallelujah. And be, before I continue reading the word, I want to start sharing part of the testimony. Hallelujah. This morning, hallelujah, the Lord uh, took me out in the spirit, hallelujah, to show me, hallelujah, how we all, the bride of Christ, 
are running in a race. And it was such a beautiful race, hallelujah, because right in the race, I looked and I could see heaven. I, I knew that in the end of the race was heaven, right there on the end. And I was I was jumping up and down because I know the Lord had told me he will not bring me into heaven. But I was jumping up and down that I could see heaven. Hallelujah. And I could see the mansions. Hallelujah. And in this race that we are now, hallelujah, by the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ, he allowed me to look while we were running in the spirit to look to heaven and I immediately recognized that I was looking to heaven, and I was like, I got such a joy and so excited. But at the same time, I knew that in this race, um, it was very, it's not an easy race, I tell you. Amen. And that's why we need to be careful with burdens, because you don't want to carry heavy burdens in this race. And so as, as I noticed that we were all in the race, and I was looking like a lot of people around me, that I could recognize brothers and sisters here, that I could recognize in this race, I got real excited that I can see them again. Hallelujah. But I wasn't focusing so much on the brothers and sisters. I was focusing because people from all around the world were in that race that are serving Christ right now. People that are truly, uh, um, praise Jesus, hallelujah, are in this race. Everyone, people from Europe and every single country, every language, Hallelujah. There must have been one or two or a few more in this race. Hallelujah. And it's just like the Lord's been telling to Thomas, there is not a lot of people going up in the ratchet. But the one, the, the amazing thing is that there was a group here from the Lord's Tower, hallelujah, uh, either around me, by my right hand, by my, my, my left hand, or behind me. But we were all running smoothly in this race. Hallelujah. And, and, it, and it gave me such a joy. Such a joy to see my brothers and sisters in this race. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so, praise God. And but when I looked outside this race, I noticed there were people falling away, falling away into the world, things, hallelujah. And, 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 it, and it, it really, uh, I did not focus much on the one that was falling away, but the Lord wanted me to see that. There, there are a lot of people falling away now. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And and so we, we have to, and I understood in this that it, it's, it's better for us to encourage one another than to speak negative about one another in this race, because we all run in this race. Amen. And we, and I noticed that if we encourage one another to continue running this race, it makes it a lot easier to us, hallelujah, to stay, to keep our focus on Jesus. And so I understood while running this race that as we keep our eyes on Jesus, the Lord will help us, hallelujah, will give us the strength for us to continue to run this race. And so the amazing thing about this race was that as I looked forward to the end of this race, I could see the end. And I was shocked how close it was. I knew that if we would continue running at the pace that we're running now, this race will end up like in 10, 15 minutes. But that's in the spiritual realm, okay? Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So I can say in 10 or 15 minutes, the trumpet is going to sound for the rapture. But it's in the spiritual realm. So only God knows how much time we have in this race, hallelujah. But in, in, if it was, it was for me to say here in how, how, how much time we have for the race to end, 10 or 15 minutes, my brothers and sisters. 
and the spirits around, hallelujah, uh, praise Jesus, hallelujah, that could be, I don't know, days, hours, I just don't know. I don't know what to tell you, my brother or my sister. But this, that, that's how close we are. And so I'm like, I was like looking at the end of the race, and I'm like, I want to end it. I want to end it. I want to end it. And I want to run faster to end the race, hallelujah. But uh, that was not for me to know. <laughs> that was not for me to know the end. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. No man knows the end, not even the Son of God knows the end, the, the day of the hour. So it's not for me to know the day of the hour, but I wanted to rush to those, through those 15 minutes and just end it, end it, and enter heaven. And so I could see right there that as soon as we enter the, the, the we, I'm sorry, we end the race, we can go ahead and enter and enter heaven. Praise Jesus, hallelujah, and, and claim our prize. <laughs> That's how, a way of me explaining. But we were going to get our reward from God in the moment we go into heaven. And so... In this race, one of the amazing things that I told my wife that I that I that gave me a lot of joy in this race was that uh, while I was running in this race, and there was one part that the Lord wanted to show me, and I believe it was back into into my race that one of the gifts the Lord gave me, and he he picked it up and just gave it to me in the race was my son Joshua. That was one of my gifts, and I was like, oh my goodness! I was thanking the Lord. I was so joyful. To see this gift God has given me, my son Joshua, in this race. Praise God. Because in this race, the Lord grants you uh, gifts, gifts from God. And so he's a gift from God, hallelujah. And, and, and I was so joyful to receive that gift. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And I know many of you have received different gifts from God in your life, hallelujah, in this race, hallelujah. But it just gives you joy to see what God can do, hallelujah. Praise God. And so I, I was looking at the mansions and everything, and I could look at the love and peace of God all over heaven. Hallelujah. And I, and I was getting so, I won't say desperate, but I knew that if I were around those 50 minutes, I would end it up, and that's it. I will enter heaven and not look back. Hallelujah. Because once you see the end right there in front of you, you just want to go for it. You don't want to wait or not. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But it's on God's timing. That's what it is. It's on God's timing. Hallelujah. And so, hallelujah. Does anyone know that the KGB that stays Jesus don't know the day or the hour? Praise Jesus. Neither the Son, it says, I believe it. Neither the Son knows. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Maybe someone can find it. And so, um, we're, we're just so close, so close, so close. Hallelujah going home, and I'm so glad for the Lord. Now, listen to the conversation I have with the Lord this morning. Um, the Lord woke me up this morning, and I know I was to give my, my son Joshua milk. Sometimes he wakes up, I don't know, 4, 3, 5 o'clock in the morning. I don't know, but then I take the time after I give him the milk to, to pray before the Lord, because I know the Lord wants me to pray. But this morning was different. The Lord was putting into my heart, and I was praying about eternity. Hallelujah. And so it came to my heart to ask the Lord how big eternity is. Amen. And, and, I, and I, I, the Lord was answering my question because not like a lot of time I would ask him a question and he would stay quiet. But this time he wanted to answer me those questions. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so um, I asked the Lord, hallelujah, how, how big compared to, to, to our planet, to earth, 
and all the stars in the universe, how how big eternity is. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And I said, Lord, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Eternity is bigger than our galaxy. And the Lord said, yes, it is. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so I said, Lord, so from here to the third heaven, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Um, um, how far would that be in eternity? And, 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 and the Lord, I said, Lord, it, it will be like a walk in the park or a little bit more. Hallelujah. You can fit, I don't know how many earths in eternity, but not only that, you can fit all the planets we have in our solar system, all the planets, all the planets, all the stars, you can fit it in eternity, and it's still like nothing. You will have a mansion in eternity that your backyard is bigger than the earth. And I was like, this, this is, this is mind-blowing. This is mind-blowing. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But, you know, I think this is things to want to know. Because our, our plan is to sometime go to, go to heaven, go to eternity. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So I was like, oh, my goodness, Lord. Oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. We have no idea. And, and I can refer to eternity a little bit because the Lord, in one of the dreams that I shared, that I put video online, and the Lord allowed me to run in eternity, Faster than the speed of light. Faster. I don't know how many times, but light could not cut out with me. I'm telling you, light could not cut out with me in eternity. Okay? And praise Jesus, hallelujah. Eternity is a planet. I was running in that planet of eternity faster than the speed of light. If, if, if you had the earth and, and, and you would have put me on that speed to run on the earth, I would have maybe run the earth in one second or one minute. Okay? And I could not get... And I was going real fast in eternity, and there was still more land to go <laughs> by, I don't know, by maybe years or millions of years. I don't know. That's how big eternity is, my brothers and sisters. When people go to eternity, they are for a mind-blowing from God. God is just going to blow our mind when we get there. Uh, how big eternity is, hallelujah. And God is an eternity. If we think our galaxy and stars are big, you can put them all together and fit it maybe in a hole of eternity and or in a park in eternity. <laughs> Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So my brothers and sisters, there is so much we need to know about God. And so these are the things that I'm focusing on, understanding God, understanding how much we can learn so much from here. And we're still beginning. It's still the beginning. Hallelujah. But if we can ask the Lord this question, it will be great. Now, before I forget, today we are starting, hallelujah, the, the prayer and hearing the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ, the voice of God, in an audible way. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So my brothers and sisters, from today and on, we are fasting. Excuse me, we are fasting for that. Amen. You can fast a day at least for this. I asked the Lord this morning, hallelujah, if he was still Hallelujah, a lot of his people to hear him out of, with an audible voice. And the Lord assured me that he will do this. Hallelujah. So I'm letting you know, hallelujah, that you can trust Jesus. He'll never let you down. Man will always let you down, but not the Lord Jesus Christ, because he has never let me down. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. You can trust him. You can trust him with all your heart, because he will never let you down. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So, hallelujah, start your fasting with the Lord Jesus Christ in your prayer before the Lord. 
so you can hear him with an audible voice like Abraham, North, and Moses heard him, how he spoke to them, and he heard him. He heard, they heard God with an audible voice. Hallelujah. So um, join us in this prayer. Join us. I know that this past two weeks, a lot of people who were praying for the sermon, they, they got the sermon from God. The Lord gave them the sermon. Why? Because the Lord is faithful. And whenever he says he's going to give us something, he gives it to us. Now, we have to approach it with faith, not without, but with faith. Praise Jesus. So I want to encourage you, my brothers and sisters, to, to when you approach the Lord in prayer, asking for, to hear him with an audible voice, you repent thou, and you repent unbelief, and you also repent pride. So your prayer don't, 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 won't be a prideful prayer. Praise Jesus. Remember what Proverbs said, that the prideful God looks at them from afar. We don't want God to be looking at us from afar. We want God to be involved in our life because God, hallelujah, can help us. Hallelujah. He can do so much for us. For us. So as you approach the Lord Jesus Christ, make sure you approach him with faith and not with doubt. Make sure that you ask with faith and not with doubt. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I want to continue about the race. Job 9.25 says, God... My days raised by the, like the, a runner, they fly away without seeing any joy, says Job, in the midst of his testing. My brothers and sisters, a lot of time, because we're going through testing and trials and tribulation, our day seems to be very hard and difficult. And Job said that the, his day fly away without seeing any joy. Sometimes it seems like this to a lot of people who are going to trial and sickness and different things. Hallelujah. Their days are, are not with any joy like Job had. Amen. But you know what? God will give you whatever he has promised you. And there are a lot of promise in his word. And he is going to give you each one of them because he has made those promises to you. Hallelujah. Psalm 19.5 says, David, the son is like a groom coming out of the room where he spent his wedding night. The sun is like a, like a grave runner who take the light and run in the race. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes 9-11. So here is something else i seen on the earth. Race aren't always won by those who run fast. Battles aren't always won by those who are strong. Wise people don't always have plenty of food. Clever people aren't always wealthy. Those who have learned a lot aren't always favored. God controls the timing of every event. He also controls how things turn out. That is for sure true. God is the one in control of the timing, especially at the rapture timing, of every single event. Nothing is going to, to go happens without God allowing it or doing it. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So we know that. Hallelujah. We know that for sure. Acts. 2024, but says Paul, the Apostle Paul, but my life means nothing to me, says Paul. I only want to finish the race. I want to complete the work the Lord Jesus has given me. He wants me to give witness to others about the good news of God's grace. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. He is so good. We serve such a wonderful God. Hallelujah. Galatians 2.2. I went because God showed me what he wanted me to do, I told the people that they are the good news that I preach among those who aren't Jews, 
but I spoke in private to those who seemed to be leaders. Hallelujah. I was afraid that I was running or had run my, my race for nothing. So, again, he preached the gospel. God is the one who does the rest. Galatians 5, 7. You were running a good race, as Paul to the Galatians. Who caught, who caught in, in you and kept you from obeying the truth? Hallelujah. The devil was the one who did that. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy 4, 7. I have fought the good fight, says Paul. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. This is very important, my brothers and sisters. As we are running this race, we must understand we must keep our faith. Hallelujah. When the Son of Man return, says the Bible, will he find faith on the earth? That is a good question. Will he find faith, my brothers and sisters? That is after you and your relationship with the Lord, with God Almighty. It's after your relationship with him. Hallelujah. Hebrew 12.1. A huge cloud of witnesses is around us. So let us throw off everything that stands in our way. Let us throw away any sins that hold us to, that hold down to us so, so tightly. Let us keep on running the race marked out for us. Hallelujah. See, God has marked the race for us, which God expects each one of us to run. Hallelujah. And we must we gotta run this race. We gotta finish this race. The God has put before us. Hallelujah. It's not easy. Hallelujah. It's not easy to run this race. But if we if we look unto Jesus, if we keep our eyes on him, he will help us to finish the race. He will help us to go on. He will make it easier for us. Because he knows that there's a lot of things you and I cannot do on our own. And most of it we cannot do on our own. But if we call unto him, he will help us. And he is willing to do this. Because we are his sons and daughter. And so he wants to help his sons and daughter. I remember Jesus said, tell them that if they come to me, I will help them when he's sitting on his throne. If you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to help you. He's going to stand his hand to you. Hallelujah. And give you the strength, my brother and sister, that you and I need. And we know we need this. Hallelujah. Because every day seems like it's much difficult. But as we get closer to the Lord, he makes it much easier. Amen. So every day requires more obedience, more submission, more of denying ourselves to, to our flesh, to our desire, to our evil desire, to sins. Every day, my brothers and sisters, we have to, hallelujah, make an effort in our part. Hallelujah. More days that goes by, we have to cry out more to the Lord. We have to pray more to him. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah, because it's not that easy. If we don't call out to him, hallelujah, we could sink, we can fall. But the Lord is saying, do it, hallelujah. If we don't do it, it's pride. Pride is keeping us from doing it. Because if we are humble, the humble ones, hallelujah, serve. It just humble himself without a problem. And so we are being called by God to humble ourselves before him. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so that's what God wants from each and one of us, hallelujah, to humble ourselves before him because he is more than willing, hallelujah, to help us. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. I will be back after this raid, my brothers.
Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, to you we surrender, Lord. All our needs, Lord, we surrender to you. Hallelujah. This race that I've seen in the spirit, hallelujah, I could compare it to, to the uh, Marine, Marine or the Army training, hallelujah. There was some part of the training that we had to climb up, like the things that the Marines had to climb up, hallelujah, to go up to different things and come down and all that. In some other, in, in this race, we would have to go through through things, hallelujah, run like to, through tunnels and things, hallelujah, in the spirit that made us made it to us very uncomfortable. And 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 I noticed that every time some of us or, or a lot of us or in different occasion, we have to go through these tunnels and different things in the in the in the in the race. I noticed that immediately when the person went into their own tunnels in this race. They went into a testing. There was a testing prepared for them. And then they were having a little struggle with that testing. And as soon as they would, they would keep their eyes on Jesus and, um, and they would call unto the Lord, immediately the Lord would give them the strength, would give them the wisdom, would prepare them to continue running in the race, to continue focusing on the Lord. Hallelujah. And, and so for some reason, I, I knew that the race never stopped. We, just, we are always running. Hallelujah. And we're running together in a pace all together. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. We're all looking forward to getting there. Everyone who is seeking Jesus in prayer, who is fasting, who is seeking the Lord in holiness, who is and repenting with Jesus every day, who is staying away from sins and any contamination of the world, are in this race at, at one pace, all of us together, all of us running together, crown, like Paul says. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But we are all going, hallelujah, through different struggle in our own race. We are all together, but somehow God puts a, puts a testing in each one, each one of us life, and, and, and we are being tested. Our testing is in different days or different occasion or different part of the race, hallelujah. And, and when we go into the testing, we may not like it. We, when, when we get into the testing, we may feel different, or we, we feel something changes. And I notice that the people that are in the race, that were running out of the race, they're easily falling away from the race because they're not focusing on Jesus. They are focusing uh, maybe on the Word. Hallelujah. And it's good to read the Word. And I tell people, the Word of God is supposed to lead you back to God, not back to any man or any leader. You are not to be looking to any man. Pastors, minister, ministers are supposed to be an example for us, or we are supposed to be an example for people. Nothing else, nothing else, my brothers and sisters. Our eye is supposed to be on Jesus, not on man. And so a lot of people make this mistake, and please listen carefully to this. If you keep your eyes on man, hallelujah, you are going to fall. Keep your eyes on Jesus. We have said that for m- months now and years. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Hallelujah. I know you love me. I love you too. But I want to see you finish your race. I want to finish my race, and I want to see you finish in this race. Please don't put your eyes on men. You are going to fall if you do, because men can let us down. I'm telling you, for me- more than 15 years, I have my eyes on a pastor, gray men of God. I never knew a man so anointing by God like this man. But he's falling into sin, into adultery, and he preferred to leave his wife 
a holy woman of God, to go, out with, to go away with this other woman. He abandoned the ministry. He abandoned the church. And there, there I was with my heart, my heart broken. I was heartbroken. But God used this to give me and the rest of the people a great example. Don't put your eyes on man. Put your eyes on Jesus because men are going to make mistakes. Hallelujah. And it don't mean that they're not going to be saved because if that man goes and repents later on, what do you think it happens? He goes home. The Lord takes him home. Hallelujah. Even in the tribulation, when people repent, the Lord will save them. God is a merciful God. We are serving a merciful God. But you can stand there with your heart broken, with all kinds of wounds in your life, and if you have not learned to forgive others, if you not learned to forgive your pastor, your ministry, your brothers and sisters in the church, you are going to find it very difficult in this, in this race, and you are going to fall away. Praise Jesus. And this is not the will of God. It's sighing God. It's sighing the Lord Jesus Christ very much. When he sees his, his sons and daughters falling away, this is not easy. For two or three years now, the Lord's been telling you, Thomas, my people are falling away. My people are falling away. The Lord spoke to me last year, and the Lord says to me, my son, hallelujah, I want to use you so I can prepare my people to go home. I want to use you in this last hour so I can prepare my people to go home, to take my people home. I'm going to use them. I'm going to use you to prepare them, my son. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah. And, and, you know, my mind, mind, I'm, Lord, but you're preparing me to go home. I'm here seeking you. Amen. But we have to be obedient to the Lord. Amen. We have to stay in love. We have to stay in focus with Jesus Christ. I love you, but I love Jesus more. I love you, and I want to see you end this race. I want to see you end it. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. This is why we got to continue to pray for one another. we got to encourage one another with the word of God, especially like Paul says to the church in these last hours. These are dangerous times, dangerous hours. The enemy has sent his full preachers up there, his, his, his full prophet, his full teacher, his, his full minister. He has sent them with a Bible on their hand ready to deceive the nation ready to deceive God's people. And so in this last hour, what the enemy is seeking out, God's elect, the Lord Jesus Christ elect, those are the ones the enemy is keeping his eyes on them. Hallelujah. The rest of humanity, he has them in his pocket. He has the rest of humanity in his pocket, to the club, to sin, drink, and this and that. He has them in his pocket. They are on their way to hell. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, but this is why we need to preach the gospel so they can hear the word and they can believe it and they can repent. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. We are not to judge them, but we have to pray for them. We have to teach the word. We have to preach the word, hallelujah, and ask the Lord for mercy. Mercy, hallelujah, because the Lord can do anything for anybody out there. Praise God. He is God Almighty. He has all power from the Father in heaven and in earth. He can do anything he wants. Hallelujah. And so he has raised you and I up. He has brought us this far to use us for his glory, to cleanse our life, to use us, 
Hallelujah. So other people can see Jesus Christ in our lives, can see the love of God. This is why we got to love people and not judge them. See, the world is full of a judger, a judge. There are a lot of people out there that like to judge other people. We should not be part of those people. And by, by this, I don't say, I don't say sin, is, sin is okay. I'm not saying sin is okay. We have to tell people the truth and love. There's many ways to tell the truth, but the best way is to do it in love, to do it in care, to do it in harmony, to do it in shalom and peace. It's the best way to say the truth. But when you do it in argument, when you speak in division, when you speak against your brothers and sisters while you're preaching the word, you're doing harm while you think you're doing good. Someone invited me to watch a ministry online. And when I put the minister online, a woman, she was offending her brothers and sisters, the bride of Christ. And then she was preaching to the lost. And I, and I said, and I looked at her and I said, I'm going to change the channel. I'm not going to listen to this. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Because who am I to judge you? I'm supposed to love you. I'm supposed to help you. I'm supposed to encourage you, not judge you. That's the job of Satan. He's the accuser. I'm not the accuser. We're not the accuser. Satan is the one. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus said pray for one another. He never said judge one another. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Love your brother. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. He didn't say hate your brother or, or, or speak bad about your brother as you do it against yourself. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, we have so much to learn. And Jesus said, those that love me will keep my commandment. John uh, 14 and on. If you love me, you'll keep my commandment. So how do we show God, God, not man, how do we show God we love him? By keeping his commandment. That's how, hallelujah, not by why, not not by why how I feel. Hallelujah! Over oh, by what I think. No, it's by keeping His commandment that I'm showing God I love Him. And the same thing, when you keep the commandment, you show your neighbor you love Him because His commandment says love one another. So how do I show my neighbor? How do I show my brother? How do I show my sister I love him? By keeping the Lord's commandment, loving. One another. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Not judging one another. See, it's easy to judge. Hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. But God says, hallelujah, that the same way you judge others, you will also be judged. And so let's not waste time judging people. Let's not waste time pointing out the sin, hallelujah, but let's spend time loving them. Let's spend time praying for them. Let's spend time seeking God, keeping his commandment, so we can do the same thing Jesus did. What did Jesus did? He loved his disciples. He loved one another. He showed them what love was. And he said to them, as you see me love one another, so I command you to love one another. As I love you, Jesus says to them. Imagine that what an example that was. What a great example. You show them how it's to be done, and then you tell them 
Do it this way. The same way you saw me loving you, love one another. Hallelujah. What a great example. God shows us in the word how to love one another. As we were sinful, hallelujah, Jesus died for us. Because God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son. So we will not perish, but we will be saved by him. What a great example. He loved us while we were still in our sin. Look at me. I was lost in sin. God loved me with a great love, with an agape love. He stand in his hand, saved me, got me out of there, and, and put me in his righteous ways. In, in his son, Jesus Christ, his righteous way. Hallelujah. What a mercy, what a love. And what am I to say about that? What am I to do about that? I got to see the example of my father. I got to see how my father loved me and cared for me. He, not, he did not abandon me in sin. But he took me out of sin through his son, Jesus Christ. He gave his only begotten son for me. What a love my father has for me. Hallelujah. What a great example we have. How Jesus gave himself for us, and then he went into the cross and, and died for me. What a love. What a care. Who else done that for me? No one but Jesus did. What a great example I have. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. What a great example. I have no excuse because the Father showed his love to me. Jesus showed his love to me. I have no excuse. And so are you. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. My brother, when I, when, 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 when I talk to the Lord, or when, when I hear the Lord, when the Lord reveals things to me, I learn so much from him. Hallelujah. I, I don't know anything. But the little things I learn, I learn from him. And I marvel. I'm, I'm like, wow. What a teacher we have. What a great teacher. And we're so concerned about learning from other men, this, this, and that. I mean, it's not wrong. It's not wrong to learn from other from other brothers and sisters, hallelujah. But when you learn from the Lord, hallelujah, you learn right. You just learn what you need to learn. And what a blessing that is. What a blessing when you learn from the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is why we say you need a rabbi. You need a rabbi today. You need rabbi Jesus. Rabbi, boy, rabbi means teacher. You need a teacher in your life. And you need him every day. You need him to teach you every day. When you get up in the morning, in the morning, says, Lord, teach me. Rabbi Jesus, teach me. I want to learn from you. You are my rabbi. Tell him he is your rabbi. Talk to him in love. Pray Jesus, hallelujah. Say, Lord, I don't know anyone that can teach me better than you. I don't know anyone that can reveal your word to me better than you. Talk to him this way and watch how he responds to you. Hallelujah. Someone said earlier, hallelujah, as we prayed for God to speak to us in an audible voice, hallelujah, if God speaks to you after this week in prayer or during this week in prayer in your dream in an audible voice, that still counts. That still count. Because you're asking to him to speak to you in an audible voice. If he speaks to you in a vision in an audible voice, he speaks to you in a dream in an audible voice, that is God speaking to you. In and out of a voice. Praise you. So he may choose to speak to you through a dream. However, God chooses to speak to you in and out of a voice. He is welcome. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. 
Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. God is so good. He is so wonderful, hallelujah. We can learn so much from him, hallelujah. There is so much we need to learn. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God, because he is good, and he's always going to teach us the right things, the things that we need to learn. Praise God, because a lot of times when we learn from men, what happens, hallelujah, we learn wrong. Hallelujah. And God don't want us to learn wrong. Hallelujah. God wants us to learn, hallelujah, praise Jesus, hallelujah, the right way, the right way. His word, his revelation, he can reveal his word to us in a mighty, mighty way, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. We can truly do that. He can truly do it to our life. As we, hallelujah, praise God, yes, there, there are people being used by the devil that are coming on to attack us, hallelujah, or to attack me, the messenger, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah, but I'm only a messenger. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But they want to kill the messenger, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. God is so good. God is so good. He is so wonderful, hallelujah. Praise God. And we serve such a wonderful, wonderful God. But we have to put a total trust on him. You see, when when we serve God, a lot of time, we don't give God our whole heart. We, we say we do a lot of time, but sometimes we don't. And the way we find out is when we seek him in a, personal, in a personal relationship. When you seek the Lord, hallelujah, in a personal relationship, he will reveal himself to you. In a way that you can understand, he may not reveal to you, okay, the same way he reveals to me or to someone else. But he will reveal himself to you in, in the way that God knows you can understand him. And so a lot of people hear God differently. God approached them differently because God made us unique. We are all unique. We are all different. Hallelujah. But this is the way God chooses to deal with us. But what a blessing that is anyway. When we, hallelujah, decide, when we say, I'm going to be obedient to you, Lord. Not my will be done, but thy will be done. And so when we seek the Lord this way, Praise Jesus, hallelujah. He will teach us. He will, he will uh, hallelujah, give us the knowledge and wisdom we need to continue to go on in our daily life. There is so much we can learn. There is so much we can grow in God. Hallelujah. This race is not easy because in the moment you, 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 you move your eyes from the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And, I mean, you can go to Hebrews 12.1. Go to Hebrews 12.1. Hallelujah. And read what it says there, to keep our eyes on him. Praise God, hallelujah. Now, look what it says here in Psalm 91, verse 14. The Lord says, God says, I will save the one who loves me. I will save the one who loves me. I will keep him safe because he trusts in me. He will call out to me and I will answer him. I will be with him in time of trouble. I will save him and honor him. I will give him a long and full life, and I will save him. Now, how does this start? How God starts speaking here, hallelujah, you got to pay close attention how God starts speaking. Because always what God tells you at first to do, hallelujah, the number one thing the Lord tells you to do, that's what he expects you to do. That's what he recommends you to do. He says, the Lord says, I will save the one who loves me. 
what is God's requiring here from you and I? To love him. That's what he's saying here. Psalm 91, verse 14. Hallelujah. The King James may say a little differently, but it's still saying the same thing. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I will save the one who loves me, says God. He continued, I will keep and save. So in the moment you follow in love with the Lord, Jesus Christ, in the moment you love him, in the moment you, in the moment you pursue this love, the Lord says, I will keep him. He will protect you. Second, he, he will keep you safe because he trusts in me. You see, when you love God and you go and you surrender to God because you are trusting in him, what did God say he will do? He will call out to me and I will answer him. Prayer. Prayer. Now God says in Psalm 91 verse 15, he will call out to me and I will answer him. Whenever you go into prayer with God, God will hear you. Why? Because you love him. Follow in love with Jesus. Tell Jesus every day you love him. Hallelujah. If you haven't started this, start this today. Tell Jesus you love him. Follow in love with him. Hallelujah. Just follow in love with him. Praise Jesus. And watch how your life changes. Watch how your walk with God changes. And you will go into a higher level in God. Hallelujah. It's very different. Hallelujah. You see, when you are a believer, a religious person, you see, you may heard of you like Job before he went through all these testing. You probably heard about him. People must have probably told you about God. You probably went to different churches, different religion. You went to probably to the Mormons religion. You went to the Catholic religion. You went to the, to the many, many religions. Hallelujah. Up there. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. That they probably thought about the Lord. They probably thought about God, that Hebrew God, that Hebrew Jesus, that Hebrew Yeshua. Hallelujah. But you see, you were only a believer of him. Or you, many of you that are listening to me, you maybe are a believer of Christ. But you may are missing the foundation of this Christianity walk, of this relationship with God, your relationship with Christ. It's missing. Just being a believer don't cut it anymore. Because you can fall easier from grace. Because you're not having your eyes on him. You understand? You're not having that personal relationship that, keep, that keeps you close to God. Sister, I, I, I praise God for that uh, healing the Lord did in your life. Thank you for sharing that That. Healing, hallelujah, that God that in your life, hallelujah. That is, that is so wonderful. See, we serve a God that heals us. God has promised in his word he will heal us. Thank you for sharing testimony, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. And so, it, I will be with him, says the Lord, in times of trouble. Boy, do we go through trouble. Boy, do we go through it. And we need the Lord to be in there with us in the times of trouble. We need Christ. We need the Lord Jesus Christ. We need God to be involved in our trouble. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Because he can bring you out. You, can, you and I can easily go into trouble, but God can easily take, take us out of there. 
Hallelujah. More, he says, I will save him and honor him. We need to be saved by him, and we need to be honored by God. We need to be honored by God. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, we truly do. We truly need to be honored by God, my brothers and sisters. He says that he will honor us. So follow in love of Christ. Don't wait. Don't wait. Verse 16 of Psalm 91. I will give him a long and full life, and I will save him. Boy, God is very serious about saving because he keeps on saying it. I will save him. You can be sure I will save him. Boy, do we have a promise in God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And guess what? Man can promise a lot of things, and he may accomplish one or two. Hallelujah or none. But God can accomplish them all because God is faithful. And he said, I will give him a long, full life. Boy, how many people are in so much pain and trouble right now, and they are not enjoying their life? You need to love Jesus. You need to be in a loving relationship with your Savior, your rabbi, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that cannot wait. The longer you put it off, the longer you are missing on something great, and the greater things you and I can have in our life. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. We need Christ. We need him in our life more than ever. Hallelujah. Don't miss going in this relationship with the Lord. Just don't miss it. Hallelujah. Go in it. Enjoy it. Learn from him. Listen to him. He's a rabbi. He can teach you a lot. You can learn a lot from him. And there's so much to learn from God. Hallelujah. So much, so much. Hallelujah. Proverbs 1.8. My son, listen to your father's advice, says God. Don't turn away from your mother's teaching. When they teach you, it will be like a beautiful crown on your head. It will be like a chain and decorated, decorated, decorated on your neck. My son, if sinner tempts you, don't give in to them. You know, when these people come in the Lord's hour in the chat room, tempting us, calling us liar, calling us this, we have to uh, um, not really listen to them. We cannot listen to them. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because we know the devil is sending them to try to disturb the service, try to disturb the message. Praise God. But our eyes, our eyes has to be on Jesus Christ. We have to stay focused on him. This race, my brothers and sisters, is almost over. I mean, I wish the Lord would have let me last night finish it, and that's it. Let me enter heaven. But that's not the way. We have to go into this trumpet sound altogether. We, this is the way it has to be. God has his timing, hallelujah. And we have to thank you. Uh, hallelujah. Thank you, Amy. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Shalom. Thank you, Wolinski. Hallelujah. I thank you, my, my, my sister, hallelujah, my brother, for, for hallelujah, being so caring, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. And so we are in this race together. And so we have to encourage one another. We have to be there for one another. Praise God. I know we are divided by distance, but hallelujah, prayer, hallelujah, has no distance. You can pray for someone, don't matter what, from one corner of the earth to another. God hears, God answers, and God helps that person. 
And so we always have to remember that prayer has no distance because God is no distance for God. God can do anything. Everything is possible with Jesus Christ. So we have to remain in our faith. Praise Jesus. We have to remain in unity. And so the, Lord, the devil wants to divide us. So what do we do? We seek unity more and more. We remain in it. We don't let anything move us from, from our belief, from uh, like, like Paul says to the churches. Long, don't let any other teaching move you, hallelujah, from the teaching you have learned. And so we stay focused on Jesus. See, the good thing here is no one here is serving me. Everyone is serving Christ. We are all serving Christ. We are all seeking Christ. So this makes it very easy. We all have one common faith. One common focus. We all have one common Savior, one common Christ, one common God, the Lord Jesus Christ. So it makes it a little easier for us because we know whom we believe, we know whom we are focused on, and we know whom we are following, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. No one here is being brainwashed. Hallelujah. No one here is believing a different religion, but we are believing the Bible. We all have a Bible on our hand. And this is why I tell people, when you, when you speak to someone, tell them, like I said to the Arab friend, I said, I'm going to share this with you, that word. And when I, say that, when, I, when I said to him, hallelujah, Jesus said that no one comes to the Father except by him in John 14, 6. He looked at me, and, and he thought about saying to me, I know what he was thinking. Oh, that's your Christian belief. And, and when I said to him, Jesus said this, well, hallelujah, it makes him think, because here, I'm here from South America. I'm not a Jewish in the flesh, let's say. And so um, for me to say that Jesus is my, is, my, is my rabbi, hallelujah, it has to be a thing of relationship and faith, because I'm not born in Jerusalem. I'm born here in South America. And so I'm very thankful. He's, he's born in the Middle East. So he, if, if I was Jewish, he could say, of course you have to say that because you're from Jerusalem. To me, he cannot say that. He cannot say that to me because I'm born in South America. I have even Indian blood on me. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So I'm very thankful from the Jewish people in a way very close, but in a way very far. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But for him to say to me, Hallelujah. That's, that's your God because of your own parents. It's very difficult for him to say that, hallelujah, because Indians have their own gods. Hallelujah. The Indians that I come from, from South America, have their own gods. And so how was I led to believe in, in the true God, in the real God? Hallelujah. If it wasn't by his own calling into my life. Hallelujah. And he called me right from South America, right from there, and brought me here. He said he would brought me here. He would bring me, bring me here, and he did. He made a promise to me. He called me when I didn't even know him. Hallelujah. I was just a child, 11 years old when he called me. What, what did I know about God? But he knew me before I knew him. And so it was his calling in my life. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And everyone here had a calling from God. That's why you're serving the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why you have a relationship with him. Because you were called by God when you didn't know him. But God revealed himself to your life in the way he chose to. 
However, he chose to reveal himself to you. He did. Because before you knew Christ, you and I were in sin. We thought we were enjoying our life, our life, <coughs> excuse me, but now we were slaves of sin. We were enslaved by sin. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. But God had a purpose in our life. God had a calling. God has chosen us before this world was. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So it's very different from someone saying, well, because your parents believe in God and this, 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 and that. And I do come from a generation of Christian through my father's side, but not through my mother's side. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So it tells you very clear that God had a calling on my life, but it was God doing. It was not my doing. I just simply obey him. I just simply listen to what he had to say. Hallelujah. No one told me, hallelujah, no one told me about God, but God revealed himself to my life. And because he came, he showed me that himself that he was true, then he that he's the real God. He, when God came to me, he says, I am the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of, and, 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 and God of uh, uh, Isaac, and Jacob. And, you know, he identified himself to me like he identified himself to Moses. And at that time, I did not know about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I did not know. I did not know the word. I was 11 years old. My thought was going to school and playing. I was playing. I was in school. I was playing baseball. I was playing with my friend. I would go fishing. I would go there. I had no time to, to, to read the Bible. I was so busy in my life. I said, yeah. Hallelujah. And most of my family were very Catholic. That's it. But God revealed himself to me by his mercy and love. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. In this, he started a fire in me, like he started in Jeremiah. But when he re revealed himself to me, he said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And, 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 and when he was speaking to me, when I heard his voice, I knew that everything he was saying was true. Because in my spirit, I can feel me becoming alive as he, as he was speaking. Before him, I had no life. When he came to me, I had life. Life came into me. I felt great. I felt free. I felt released. Hallelujah. Now I had a new son in my heart, in my spirit. I had hope. You know what it is not to go 11 years of your life without any hope? A child of 11 years, we're already we're all wound, wounded and all, all kinds of things in his heart. Because my father died when I was six to seven years old. Hallelujah. I had no father. My mother was too busy working. She had no time for me. So I was growing up by myself. I was wounded. I was hurt. N never a gift on my birthday, nothing like that. Praise Jesus. And God comes to me, tells me he loves me. He cares for me. I, I melted. Tell you the truth, I melted. I wanted that. Where do I find more of that? I wanted more. I wanted more of that. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And I'm, to, the, to this hour, to this minute, I want more. I want more. I cry like a baby inside me. I want more of him. Hallelujah. I cannot have enough. 
I cannot have enough of God. I want more God. Hallelujah. I feel I'm not satisfied yet. When I get to eternity, when I'm near my Father, and I'm spending eternity there with Him, maybe I can say, now I have enough. Now I am where I belong. Now I am where I want to be. But to this moment, I still want more. I still desire more. Hallelujah. I feel so joyful when I'm in the presence of God, but I feel so sad when I'm out of there. When I'm not in there, when I seen heaven last night this morning, when my eyes were opened by the Lord and I saw heaven, I was like a little child jumping up and down. I want to get out of that race and I wanted to run to heaven. Hallelujah. And enter that city, enter that glorious city. I could see the, the, the presence of God there, the love of God there. I could see the peace of God there. Everything I needed in that city, I want it. I want it. I want it. <coughs> Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. That's what I want. I want it. Praise the Lord. You think I want to be in this world being insulted by people? I want to be in that city. Hallelujah. Praise God to all the things we go through, hallelujah. You think I want to be down here. No, I want to be with my father up in heaven. I want to be near his throne. I want to be standing there listening to my father's teaching. I want to learn from him. I want to be full of his glory. I want to be full of his presence. I want to be full of his water when I, where I never thirst anymore. Hallelujah. I want his fire, his light, his power to go through me every day, every morning. I want to be there, just there, when there's no night, where there's only day and day and day for all eternity. Hallelujah. You see, our relationship with God don't stop when we die. It continues. <clears throat> and it gets even better. Because your flesh right here, down here is always tempting you. To do to sin. But when you're out of this body and you are up in your father's throne and your father's heaven, there is no more thought of sinning up there. There is only holy. You cannot sin up there. That's one of the parts that I love being close to my father. You cannot sin up there. And you don't want to sin. You don't even you don't even want to try that anymore. You, you will know how much I will hurt the Father. So you don't want to do that anymore. You just want to be holy for him. You just want to love him. Because you know he always loved you. How do we repay back to God the love he's been given us? By loving him back. The only way... You and I can get back to God something, something. <coughs> because everything belongs to him anyway. The only way, my sister, my brother that are listening to me, you can give God, the Lord, Jesus Christ, something back to him is by loving him back. It's the only thing you can give to him. It's your heart. It's your life. It's your love. Tell him how much you love him. Because you can never love him more than what he loves you. Never. You can spend eternity loving God, and you will never get near how much he loves you. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Never. 
He loves you beyond, beyond our understanding, beyond. And, he, and by, by giving his son to die for you on the cross, he showed you and I that his love has no limit. No limit if you repent. No limit if you run to him. <coughs> Hallelujah. None. See, nothing. Hallelujah. Let me go into the word. Hallelujah. The word says that I'll even a lot better than I can. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. He is so good. We serve such a wonderful God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What can separate us from his love? Paul says in, in, in Romans 8, we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. He appointed them to be saved in keeping with his purpose. God planned that those who have chosen that he has chosen will come like his son. In that way, Christ will be like the first and most honor among the brethren. Hallelujah. Verse 35. Who can separate us from Christ's love? Who or what? Hallelujah. Can trouble or hard time or harm or hunger, can, or, can nakedness or dangerous or word or, that is, it is written, because of you, we face that all day long. We are considered as sheep to be killed. Paul says in verse 35, I am mean absolutely sure not, that not even that, no life can se- separate us from God's loves. Not even angel or demon. <coughs> Excuse me. The presence of the future. Boy, and people are very worried about the future. They're very concerned about the future. They cannot sleep just thinking about the future. My goodness. What's going to happen to me and my children? Let me tell you, if you love God, if you are serving God, the future cannot separate you from his love. It cannot. Hallelujah. The presence of the future or any power can do that. Cannot, cannot, cannot. Hallelujah. Not even the highest places or the lowest, anything else in all creation can do that. Nothing, hallelujah, at all can ever separate us from God's love because of what Christ our Lord has done. Jesus said it is done. He did it, my brothers and sisters. That's it. That's it. Nothing needs to be done. All we need to do is repent and, excuse me, seek him in obedience. Just seek him and obedient, because God, hallelujah, will make sure you are kept and safe, like he says in Psalm 91. He will make sure, hallelujah, he will keep you protected. He will keep you safe. You are in a safe place in God if you trust him, if you love him, if you seek him. But follow in love with him. Love him back. Love him back. Hallelujah. And let him too love you. <clears throat> Don't question his love. Do not question it. But ask God to reveal his love to your life. Ask the Lord to bring you the reality of God loves into your life. If you don't understand it. Let me tell you, if you pray this prayer to the Lord Jesus Christ, 
the Holy Spirit in your life will bring the reality of God's love into you. Oh, let me tell you, it will be a pleasure. It's a pleasure of God to reveal his love to you if you ask him to. If you ask him to reveal his love to your life. If you feel like you need more of his love, ask him for more. Don't just long for it, but ask him for more. Ask him to fill your heart with his love. Let me tell you, one night last year, I remember I was driving back from work. It was like around 11.30 at night, p.m., driving in my van back to home, hallelujah. I remember talking to the Holy Spirit, and I said, Holy Spirit, will you bring the, re- the reality of God's love into my heart? Will you show me the love of God, Holy Spirit? Oh, my goodness, it was like a Niagara Fall coming down to my life. It was like water pouring down with a strong current of water just coming into my life. The love of God, I could not contain such a love. It was so big. It was so huge. It was so strong. It was so big. I felt, hallelujah, sucked into the love. I felt like I was melting into the love. Hallelujah. All kinds of things was happening to me. Hallelujah, what a great love God for us. We can never understand his love. His love is so supreme. Hallelujah, it is just so supreme. All that love was being poured out into my life, into my heart. Hallelujah, I had no word. I was worshiping God in the spirit. My spirit, hallelujah, he went all out worshiping God. Hallelujah, he was thanking God. He was adoring God. He was doing, he was just praising God. In a high, high dimension, hallelujah. I never had such an experience like that. Oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, hallelujah. There's so much more, God, that we don't understand, that we don't know. We just don't know. That's why the Bible refers to our little children. We are little children. We know so little. We know so little, hallelujah. Praise God. But God wants us to learn more, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah, to learn more, hallelujah. I got someone on the line, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Sister, you there? Hello? A brother, who am I speaking with? This is uh, Ronaldo. Um, are you talking to me? Yes, how you doing, Ronaldo? Oh, I'm doing good, you know. Um, you know, thank God for, I always say this, thank God for, for this, for what he did. To all of us, you know, the vision that he gave you that he built this church that we're, we're sustained by his hand and um, the reason why I said uh, I don't want people to misinterpret me when I, when I said about the Pharisee and the scribe, you know I just want to reassure that uh, I just want to make sure that people do not, sometimes the devil does things to us that he makes us get disgusted at people you know, or not like people mm. and as a, a, a brother, I, I just want to make sure that, you know, that's not the the, the attack that the devil was giving some people. And uh, mm. I thank God for this church, you know. I've been seeking God for a long time, mm. since the age of um, 21. And I've been lukewarm. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know how to, uh, uh, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how Jesus could redeem me. And um, through the Lord's hour, he did. You know, it's just like a lot of people. He came to my room. He started praying for me. I started crying very hard. 
And the things that was hard for me to leave, the sins that I was comfortable with, you took them away, you know, and uh, yesterday. Do you still repent and Renata to the Lord? Yes, um, I'm still repenting, and thank God for that prayer, too, the repentance prayer. I say it all the time. Amen. Even when I'm I'm awake walking, I say the the repentance prayer and and the pride prayer. Oh, that that one is, is so glorious, you know. And there was one time I saw the, the back of God one time. I, I saw the back of God back in, like, 19 years ago. Like, the same thing he did to Moses. He he came on the mountain. He said he was going to show me his back because mm. I couldn't see his face because I would surely die. And I thought mm. that I was so special because the, the, the devil lied to me. I thought that I was so special because he, mm. he I got the privilege to see the back of God. And then when I hear people like you, Mary Kay Baxter, Shoot Thomas, and so many other people that see God face to face when you talk to him, I mean, that is, that's where I want to be. That's what I want to do, you know, and I know that God is making, um, just like just like you said in Deuteronomy, when you obey my teachings, I make you the head, not the tail, you know? So it's not about, mm-hmm. I'm not lusting after power because... This world is this world is corrupted mm-hmm. already by power, the loss of power. But I, God woke me up, just like a lot of people in this church. He woke me up and he helped me realize, Ray, you was blind, you was wretched, and you was lost, and you thought you was close to me, because I was always talking to people about him. But in my actions, I may do some things or think some things that were not, you know, that were that were sinful. So I am so so happy about this and. I really am going to unite by faith with the other people that want to hear and see God because, Elvie, you know this, you know? You know that there is such a difference when you see God face to face than when you hear Amen. about him. Jesus told the the, the Samaritan lady or uh, one of his drink water, she said, mm-hmm. you people worship the God that you don't know. I worship the God that I know and see, you know? Amen. Like he Amen. he let her know the big difference. And notice mm-hmm. the people that have an encounter with God, their anointing gets much stronger, and He's with you much more, much more because of the blessed visitation. You know. Mm. Amen. That, that's that's what Amen. I mean. And Renato, let me so tell you something. The Lord wants wants to reveal Himself to all His children. Amen. Amen. Of course. Uh, I don't want to make it personal. That's what I said. Everybody else who believes and who has this hunger, let's believe and let the glory of God come to us. And it's just like this man prophesied. Um, I'll be you a lot of information. I've seen the information about Dr. Dwar, the reptiles, a long time ago. I've seen you a whole list of information. And I did it because I know you speak to God and God will confirm to you whether it's true or false. And mm. I'm glad I did that because a lot of things that God spoke to me, letting me know that it's happening in this world, he confirmed mm-hmm. by you that it's true. And the reason why I believe it's true is because God changed my life through mm-hmm. using you. You know? So uh glory to God. Well, glory to God. Amen. Praise God. He he is he is um Renato uh, revealing himself to a lot of people. And one thing a sister was saying to me, Brother Elvi, when we when we started the Lord Tower and she never heard nothing like this about the Lord and immediately the Lord went and revealed her, himself to her, and she was blown away that she was looking at the Lord, like, wow. And she just heard my brother Larry and I, 
and believed, and immediately she had that, that revelation from the Lord. She just went seeking him. And so <clears throat> this is why we tell everyone here, and we have a lot of people who are having this experience with God. And so we want to continue to encourage the people of God to seek the Lord <clears throat> in a personal way and believe that he is real, believe that God is real, that he, God is actually more real than we are. How do I know that? Because oh, God yeah. created us. The creator. Amen. He created us. He's the creator. So, you know, the only thing is that God is a spirit, but God can right. take any form. See, when I was invited in a show there, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a very famous show. One of the things they asked me, have you seen the Father? I say, yes, and the Lord, and I say, yes, and all that. And so people usually want you to describe him to, to them and all that. Hallelujah. But what, when, yeah. when I say that, I also say, God can, re as he has revealed himself to me, he can do it to you. He wants exactly. to do it to you. He wants and to. And you know, what I remember, because I have awful memory, but the Holy Spirit helps me remember the things that I should remember. And I remember that Jesus tells you to pray more than four or five or six hours to him. And uh, that's mm -hmm. that. That's where, when his glory comes, I want to get to that level and God give him the power to pray that much until he comes. You know, that I know there's times that you pray and then he appears, you know? Amen. I'm pretty sure. So uh, I'm, I'm just excited and thank you. Amen. And I also did have a, I did have a bad experience about uh, uh, somebody that I trusted in, the baptized by, by Blazing Fire Church, um, Kim. I went to that church. He, he's, he's from Korea. And I get... Mm -hmm. Amen. I lost you there, brother. Hello, Renal, you there? Praise God, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I guess he lost the call. Praise Jesus. Yes, God can reveal himself to anyone. And so if we believe, hallelujah, in our relationship with him, he can come and reveal himself to us. All God wants us is to believe him, to trust him, to understand that God, hallelujah, it, 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 he's not going to judge anyone just because they're approaching him, but he loves everyone, and he wants to reveal himself to everyone. He says this to the disciple, hallelujah, praise God. And I believe it's in, praise Jesus, hallelujah. I'm looking it up right now, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. Look, Matthew eleven twenty seven. All things are delivered unto me by my Father, Jesus said. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father uh, save the Son, and he unto whoever he will reveal him. Hallelujah. Whosoever he reveal the, the Son, he will reveal it. So Jesus is saying here, hallelujah. Let me look it up in the international Bible, hallelujah. Cause the, the King James again. A lot of people like the King James, but it's just the, the wording, hallelujah. Praise God. It's hard to explain it as you explain it. Hallelujah. Now, the Father has given all things to me, Jesus said. The Father is the only one who knows the Son. And the only one who knows who knows the Father are the Son and those whom the Son chooses to uh, make him know. In other words, Jesus can reveal the Father to you. This is what I got from this. And so I believe that. And it's also if you believe it, he will, Jesus can reveal God to you. He can reveal Yahweh to you if you ask him in prayer. 
Hallelujah. Remember that everything is possible with God. You you can believe God and don't limit God in your life. Don't just limit him. God is unlimited. And so if you believe him, hallelujah, he will show you more, hallelujah, than what you're, what you're confessing, what you're believing. Always, because God is so true. Hallelujah. And he will always, hallelujah, give us more, more than what we, can, what, what we think we were going to receive. Because he wants to, he loves us, he don't want us to walk in doubt. But he does want us to walk in faith. Hallelujah. Because faith is what pleases God. I will be God back.
thank you, Jesus, for your love. Hallelujah. Your love is, is so great. It endures forever. <clears throat> now, Hebrews 11, 12, 1, hallelujah, says, A huge cloud of witnesses around us, so let us throw off everything that stands in our way. Let us throw off any sin that I hold unto us so tightly. Let us keep on running the race make out for us. Listen, my brothers and sisters, we need to repent our sin because sin is a hindering in this race. We need to be very careful with sin in this race. Hallelujah. And this is why many people find it so hard in this race. And many are falling away. Sin. Sin needs to be under the blood of Jesus Christ. Sin needs to be repented. And so please don't forget to repent your sin before the Lord, before God. It's very, very important. Hallelujah. It's in this race because in you, we sin all the time. We repent as much as you need to repent. Now, I, I thank uh, my brother Ronaldo for, for coming on the show for a few minutes. I guess he has problem with his phone or something. Could not, we cannot hear him anymore. But we thank him very much. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise Jesus. God is so good and he is so wonderful. God wants us to, to seek him, hallelujah, more than anything. Because his coming is so close. He is coming back for us. Like he said, hallelujah, in the midnight hour, there was a call. There was a, a call was heard. He has come, the bridegroom. Come out to receive him. Hallelujah. Any day, any moment, the trumpet will sound, like Paul says in the Thessalonians. Hallelujah. And we, the bride, we that are alive, that are left alive, hallelujah, will, will disappear, will be taken up in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air. It's going to happen any day, any minute. Praise Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He's going to come down any day. It's all going to happen in a second. In a second, people are going to realize, many people, what a big mistake they have made in their life. They have focused their, their eyes on other things than Jesus, and they are going to be, hallelujah, very hurt. There will be a lot of hurting people when the, when the rapture happens. Because they're not understanding now, hallelujah, how close we are to be going home. That it can happen any moment, hallelujah. And if we're, if we're not, if our eyes is not on him, if we're not seeking him, if we're not repenting our, our sin, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. You cannot hear me, hallelujah, praise God. Can I get a one and some people hear me? Some, pe I, some people can hear me, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Yeah, some people can still hear me fine. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Can people hear me on the chat room? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He is so good. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. I will play more music then. Praise Jesus. Well, God knows. Hallelujah. God knows. Whatever God wants. Hallelujah.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.